Good morning. It is December 12th. Rain has moved away from New York City. The forecast says there's more rain behind it, but the radar doesn't necessarily show that. And this is the popular cast with your host, Tom Skoka. Taking a look at today's news and on the front page. Wow. Here we go. Here it is. Front of the Times. Where to even begin? The tale of Hunter Biden comes front and center. Republicans initiate long-sought inquiry into dealings of the president's son. That's top left, top right. Classified files found at second site linked to Biden. Scrutiny of handling. Justice Department reviewing discovery records from Obama era. And GOP sees several avenues in investigating the president. So, this day was coming, and now it's arrived. Everyone knew, after the spectacularly corrupt Trump administration left office, that Republicans would seek to turn it around and initiate various investigations of the new administration, run up some impeachments, and do everything they could to create a symmetry between the complete cavalcade of crime and malfeasance that Trump presided over and the sort of everyday levels of scandal and trouble in any other administration with the goal of guaranteeing that there will be no way in the future of holding an outright criminal government accountable. Not that we tried very hard the last time around to do that. The other part of that prediction, of course, was that respectable mainstream journalistic organizations would eagerly cooperate because the imperative to perform the role of watchdogs and accountability demanders means that if the president has a problem, then it is the duty of the serious political journalistic establishment to make sure that the problem is worse and to amplify the opposition, even if the opposition is corrupt in its own right and acting in bad faith and not at all interested in preserving or promoting the rule of law. So the people who tried to overthrow the government two years ago have a majority in Congress, and therefore they have the ability to set the news agenda of the New York Times. Thus, the tale of Hunter Biden comes front and center. Look, Hunter Biden's a crook and a schmuck, and his dealings are incredibly sleazy and at the far end of the sort of normal sleaziness by which our domestic and foreign plutocratic class enriches and enfolds our government officials and their families into a society of people who have much more money than anyone needs. But it's not news in the sense that we've acquired any new knowledge about all of Hunter Biden's sleazy dealings. The news is simply that the Republicans have decided to take this known set of facts and make noise about them. You could be putting Jared Kushner's dealings with the Middle Eastern money forces to the tune of billions of dollars on the top left of the front page in anticipation of Jared Kushner's ongoing influence in the world and his fealty to his foreign paymasters. But the Times would perceive that as an act of taking sides, whereas here they're simply reporting that a side is being taken. And so Hunter Biden is going to be in the news, whether there's any news about Hunter Biden or not. But the real case study is the inevitable and now realized arrival on the front page of the story about how Joe Biden had in his possession some classified documents. Donald Trump, as we know, also had some classified documents in his possession. Therefore, this is an opportunity to level the differences 
and to say that Joe Biden did what Donald Trump did and that any prosecution of Donald Trump would be simply a hypocritical application of political power rather than an enforcement of the law. Now, the reason that Donald Trump's handling of classified material was a front page story was that the public learned about Donald Trump's mishandling of classified material when the FBI raided Donald Trump's residence to get those papers back. FBI raid was the front page story, not papers misfiled. There is, in addition to all the other biases at play here, some sort of fundamental journalistic confusion about epistemology and reality, where in the minds of the journalists, the underlying fact of the classified material is the essence of the story. Basically, as events become knowledge, the events themselves dissolve, and only the knowledge of the underlying facts remains in a way that completely distorts what happened. If you read down the column on the front page, all the way past the fold, and then you take the jump, and then you turn to page A21, you get to the part at the bottom of the first column there, where the Times writes, but the circumstances of the two cases appear strikingly different. Unlike Mr. Trump, who resisted returning the records stored at Mar-a-Lago and failed to fully comply with the subpoena, Mr. Biden's team appears to have acted swiftly and in accordance with the law, immediately summoning officials from the national with the National Archive to retrieve the files. The archives then alerted the Justice Department, according to the White House. The difference, that is, is that Donald Trump was suspected of criminal behavior, and law enforcement took action against him on that basis, and Joe Biden didn't. The only reason that Joe Biden's story is on the front page is that Donald Trump's story was on the front page. And the paper's politics desk's conception of itself is as a referee of partisan discourse rather than as a judge of the relative newsworthiness of different sets of facts. And so we get that front page subhead, scrutiny of handling, with no recognition whatsoever that the scrutiny is being enacted by the Times itself by making a front page headline about it. This episode has already gone on way too long, but it's important to note that if you turn to page A13, you can see that the Times actually does know how to handle this sort of thing if it could recognize it. Because there at the bottom of A13 is lawmakers debate over gas stoves and health hazards reaches a rolling boil. A quick overview of the theatrical freakout that Republicans staged after the commissioner of the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission suggested that the country should consider getting rid of gas stoves due to the health hazards. Like Hunter Biden and the classified papers, this immediately became something for Republicans and the Republican-supporting media to yell about all day long. And the Times stuck it inside the paper to note that it was something people were yelling about. The story even noted right in the fourth paragraph that the suggested ban was echoing around a Wednesday breakfast meeting of the American Petroleum Institute, where the oil and gas industry and its supporters in Congress had gathered to discuss the upcoming legislative agenda. So here's some nonsense that has been injected into the news cycle. Here are the vested interests who want that nonsense injected into the news cycle. And here is the newspaper of record deciding to treat it as something that is not especially important. Anyway, thanks for bearing with this too long segment. We will talk again tomorrow. Have a great day.